Good song, dude. Had to, man. This is, uh, I heard this earlier and I was like feeling that shit. It's a good Friday song. Yeah. I was gonna start with, uh, what do you call it? A pop punk band, Mest. I don't know if you remember. If you remember oh, no, man. I don't, I didn't have no Mest. Yeah. I was gonna start off. Good choice, shoot. Ice Cube, bro. Ice Cube in the house. Help get it in the mood. That's right. Episode 34. Welcome. We back. Uh, special co-host, Mr. John Chacon. What's happening? Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, man. I know you, uh, you've you been busy lately and you know going to Kansas and doing all that stuff, dude, with your work. Man, it's been nonstop, but I I get a chance to to listen to you and Paul and uh, the Big Rich and then and then the uh, the sports show, too, so I'll check oh, yeah. you guys out. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I was thinking about it. I was like. I don't even know Paul Rich, you know, but I was like, you know, but you know, you, you kind of get that connection. And then right. of course, you know, anything, anything my Shafter boys are doing, I'm, I'm definitely backing you know up. It, so baby. I, general, you, general born, general bred, there or you go. general bred, general born, whatever. Doesn't matter. Don't matter. Shafter all day. Shafter in the <laughs> house. Yeah. So welcome back guys. Uh, episode 34. Uh, like I said, we got John Chacon here helping us out. Um, Paul's still out with work. Uh, dude's busy, bro. You need a new job, Paul. You need something else that'll, that'll let you be here every Friday. Uh, get the people, get give the people what they want. You know, they they just want a big dose of Paul. I'm big, telling you, man. Right? Paul, Paul has. At first, I wasn't like I, you know, I was listening to Paul and I was like, all right, trying to get a feel for this guy. And then he has some of these crazy conspiracies. And then I was thinking to myself, oh, homeboy's kind of crazy. <laughs> and then I started, and then he started kind of fucking with my head. Like, wait a minute, kind of makes sense. Yeah. And like, like I, I didn't want to go into the wormhole of the the YouTube conspiracy yeah, theories, that, but yeah, you, I'm on the same boat with him, bro. Whenever I listen to some of his stuff, at first it's like, man, shut your mouth, dude. What, the, <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? And then like, I start thinking like, man, dude, like he's got a point. You know what I mean? Like, wait, wait a second here. What, what? Let me let me look into this a little bit more. You know? Yeah, it's like all all he has to do is like get a little little bit of the logic in there, mm-hmm. and it like kind of hooks you. And I was like, no, no, I can't do it. Yeah, dude. I will get a. a, a one of those uh, foil paper hats. Right. Look <laughs> yeah. at Martian still in my thoughts. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Yeah, man. So um, what do you do? What do you do, John? Let's fill the people in. Uh, John, I, real quick, I do know John from years ago, uh, growing up in Shafter and and uh, playing football when we were kids. Before that, running. though. Before that, yeah. Before that. Before that. Um, yeah, dude. So give us a rundown, man. Introduce yourself. Give us a little background of, of who John Chacone is. Man, John Chacon, uh, dad of three, been married for going on twenty years. Been with my my wife, and it's been it's man, it's been nothing but a blessing, bro. I really awesome. uh, you know no, look absolutely. at it. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, went and you know you kind of look at how, how the years have passed, and you know right after high school, I knew college wasn't going to be for me. Just showing up there, you know, do whatever. And then I messed around for a little bit, and then finally. Found a opportunity to serve the country. Went to the Marine nice, Corps. Nice. Yeah, so I was out there. Thank you for your service, brother. Hey, thank you. So, yeah, man. So I I got out of the service and then I got into 
kind of industrial construction started off there uh, with some of the training I had in the Marine Corps. So that's really been what's taken me from the time I got out of the service all the way up to this point. So I've, I've been kind of practicing my trade for probably about 15 years now. Yeah. So it's a, it's a trip because, you know, when you come out, like you're, you're kind of the young kid, the young buck, you know, got all the energy and, and now like people don't even, I kind of notice people don't even look at you like that anymore when it yeah. comes to work. Like you, like oh damn, I'm starting to get the a layer of salt on me. You get all salty <laughs> shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, it's, it's like a competition and everything, you know. And and you know people people just want to. They don't. They don't. I feel like they don't like like want to get to know you because it's like kind of like a threat. Maybe like oh this guy's coming after my job or something. And, but it, it's crazy, man. Just the uh, the personalities that you'll that you'll run into. I mean some. Some awesome people, but you trip out too. When I first hit the construction field, I was like, "All right, you know these, con- these are constructors, you know, kind of rough guys." And man, you get some hurt feelings out in the field, man. Oh, and it's yeah. like, "Oh, wait a minute!" It's like, "All right, well, it's a it's a little different, mm-hmm. a little different game." So you you uh you learn how to to work with the audience and all. But yeah, man, that's that's good. And then when I'm not working, which I work a lot, it's uh, usually trying to soak up any time I can with the with the kids and the yep. wife and. That's it, man. You got a, uh, what is it, girls, boys? I have two girls and a boy. I have a 20-year-old, bro. Dang. Yeah, man. She's, she's doing good. She's awesome. She's she's going uh, to Cal State here. And then uh, my little, my middle one, she's a, you know, she's a girl. And that's my little baller right there, man. Yeah? She, yeah, she put up 14 points the other day or uh, last week in her basketball game. So I'm Heck yeah, I'm all dude. about that. I. I saw her and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get her some some new J's, man. So Absolutely. I went and got her some 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 nice Jordans and That's then tight, dude. Then my boy, you know, I was thinking, I don't know, when you don't have kids and and you start thinking to yourself, like, what do you want? You want boys or girls? And I was thinking to myself for sure, boys. Right. And then the girls came along, fucking steal your heart, turn oh, you, dude, turn you soft as baby shit, man. I mean, <laughs> like I didn't have it anymore. And and then you know the boy comes along, and I'm like. Well, I had both my girls into sports for like the longest times. They're mm-hmm. both athletes, and my boy don't want to play catch. He don't want to do nothing. Definitely wants to build. That's all he what? wants to do. He was, he's just asking. I took him to a, a Liberty football game one day, and I was like, "Hey, look at this. You know, look what they're doing." Yeah. And he's like, "Dad, how did they build these stadiums? And how you know how do they get the power up to the lights?" I'm like, "Oh man." He oh, like, he's gonna be your little engineer, uh, little scientist. Man, I tell you what, man. He's gonna, when That's I get sad. when I get old, you know, like all uh, old Mexicans, man, we extend the house. He's gonna hook me up there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. That's tight, bro. That's yeah. tight. Hey, I'm with you on that, dude. I don't even have boy a boy. Um, I have two girls, and everybody's like, oh, you guys going to try for boy? You guys going to try for this? Like, dude, I love my girls, man. I'm, man. It, it's crazy. Like, I have, you know, you're my brother. You know my brother Danny, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. So he has two boys, you know, and he has uh, two girls. So, uh, you know, I've seen how, you know, how it is with his, you know, how he was with his boys. And he, even growing up with them, because they're not, they're what, I think, I think DJ is probably like 11 years younger than me, 11 or 12 years younger than me. Okay. okay. And so like I was young when they were born, you know what I mean? So, you know, I seen how Danny was with his boys and and how my dad was with us, you know? And yeah, I I get that. And you always want that father-son connection, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but with the girls, dude, when Ella was born, it was something, dude. 
the feeling when I finally held her, bro. Yeah. yeah. Right? And I'm sure it's the same with a child, right? You, you, right. I'm sure it's, it's the same with a boy or, or whatever. You get a healthy baby girl, healthy baby boy, dude. And obviously you're just, you're, you know, it's a new, a new beginning. But when I held Ella, dude, I was like, this is it. This, yeah, this yeah. is, you know, like, thank you, God. Like that you bless me with, you know, eventual sensitivity, eventual, yeah. like, a different sort of love, you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like you, it's like a different level. Like, you know, you, you have that love with your parents, you mm -hmm. love siblings, even, you, you know, love with the friends and, and extended family. But, you know, you, you, you get with your, your wife or your, your, your lady and, and you have those kids. It's like that, uh, it's like that mixture and, and yeah, you have that, that love there, man. It's a, it's a trip. It's kind of like, I always explained it as like, people are saying, are you excited? I'm like, I'm half excited, half scared as shit. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's like you dude. love them that much, man. It's crazy. Yeah. You don't know how, like, how you're going to react or, or, you know, decisions made. It's, it's, it's crazy, dude. And parenting, I, dude, I'm fresh to it. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm new to it. So I, I'm, I'm forever going to be learning, but you know, it's, I, I am blessed with, with two beautiful girls and I thank God every day that he gave me girls. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's, yeah. it's a different, I see it in a different light you know i'm i'm a dude you know I, i've done what i've done in the past but now as a father of of two girls like i understand why like why my parents always told you have to respect women you have to respect right, right. you know what i mean like yeah. i understand that love now i guess you could say like, yeah. i understand you know where they were coming from and Man, dude, it's I love it, dude. I love I love being a a, a girl dad, so to speak. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? for sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know, yeah, dude, that's cool, man. And you you said you were in the service. How long were you in there? I did five years in the Marine Corps, uh, from '03 to '08. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, I think when 9/11 first happened, you know, it kind of fucked my head. But I was running around, so I was thinking to myself. It just always kind of stuck there, and then, you know, I wasn't doing great. So I think maybe six months after 9-11, I went into, like, a an entry program to where okay. you kind of work you out. And I was kind of old at the time for, you know, for going in. All these mm -hmm. kids going in 17, 18. I was already 21, 22, yeah. getting ready to go in. So uh went and did that and entered in uh, in 03. Yeah, man. That's cool. And what did you do in there? Were you, like, uh infantry, like? What? No, man, I, we were, uh, we worked on F-18s, the laser and, and, um, and missile guided target oh, okay. systems. So it, it was, it was cool. It was a, it was a crazy experience being able to do that and seeing, seeing the, the, the shit you take care of, make mm -hmm. things blow up. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a trip, man. It's a, it's probably one of the greatest experience I've ever had a, uh, had a chance to have. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. And That's then you, awesome. oh man, it's it's a trip too because you take a look at in, in the core, you got some twenty year old, twenty one year old kids that have like leadership that you won't even come out and see like older dudes have. Right, it's, it's a trip, man. It's the grow way to up build fast, you. huh? You, yeah, 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 for sure, definitely. Especially go going into combat and stuff like that, I'm sure, kind of changes a person, you know, and and you know the mentality of of the real world, you know, in terms of you know, job seeking and, and growing up and, and being professional, being, you know, on time and, and, yeah, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Obviously if, if somebody witnesses combat or is in combat, it, you know, it could affect them in different ways, but in terms of 
you know, being professional in the workforce, like, man, those outlets like that, the Marine Corps, the Army, Navy, stuff like that, like, they're, you know, they're good for making you grow up and, and be that professional that you, you know, you need to be. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a hard transition back into civilian life mm-hmm. afterward because you, you just didn't, you really kind of get desensitized to the, the structure that's around you. And then you come back out. And I remember I went to my first job site and kind of walking, uh, walking the job site. And I told this one guy, Hey man, why don't you uh, clean this place up? And he like, nah, I'm good. Oh man. I about had an aneurysm right really? there. But I, I, I was like, I hadn't heard anything like that. And yeah. I hadn't, and I hadn't said anything like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's a trip how the dynamic is. So, you know, I, it took me a little bit to, uh, to adjust to civilian life and, yeah. Getting back to the point where you know in your audience and knowing uh people's different styles and, and how to how to you know how to work that yeah uh, dude. styles that's, there that's nuts bro um <clears throat> and were you like in the Middle East did you go to any uh and I don't know if does talking about it like you know affect you in any way like you know do you still do you go through any PT and and if if it you get any triggers let me know no no I man it's just too- good man I'm not gonna try to jump out the window and get you <laughs> no man I. It's a, it's tough because, you know, you, there's just so many different experiences in the core. And and like I mentioned, I was on working on Mm F-18s. So we were supporting the grunts or, you know, what we refer to as the the infantrymen O3s and kind of supporting them. But one of the things, especially during that time, you know, because it was real heavy into the, you know, getting into Iraq, still being in Afghanistan, uh, just always... They're, they're always kind of keeping it in your head. Like they make, you know, your number can get pulled. Your number can get pulled. Right. You got to stay ready, stay ready. And, and we'd get, uh, we'd get some like old ass master sergeants mean as hell. And they'd come from the infantry and they fucking hated us. And so they would just kill us out there on, on, you know, like we're out there in the field and, and, you know, it's like every Marines, a, a combat Marine. So you better, you better be ready for whenever you get called. And so, we we did a, a lot of work. I was in Japan, uh, worked up on the on the Nimitz. Uh, was did a little bit of some some mini debts uh, and supported uh, you know global war on terror for yeah. for both campaigns. So it's it, it was right, good, yeah. man. It's a it's a trip. I, I think the the whole mental thing. Uh, it's like it's no joke when they when they say, you know, in the Marine Corps, it's like uh, uh you know the changes forever. Mm. You you do even after boot camp is just a little bit of an adjustment to where you just see things differently. You you, you kind of carry things differently, and then going into the fleet or how they call it into the fleet, uh, it gets even even more so. Like you know, just being not being able to to chew bubble gum and walk, or, or walk and talk on the telephone, or if the uh, the the flag salute or not the flag salute, the national anthem's playing on base, everybody stops their car, all the kids stop and recognize a national anthem so it's like a different it's a different world you know and so you're there and then you get to witness a lot of like how how it fucks up you know some of your your you know your your brother marines and Mm. and you know and just always just wondered like you know never got my number pulled but i just think to myself like man it's like it's almost a, a blessing in a way because some of these cats that i went to boot with or was in a combat training with you know they're not right anymore. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that's one thing that they gotta they gotta live with and manage for their the rest of their lives. Right? Yeah, sure. yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, and 
again, thank you for <clears throat> for doing what you did, man, and 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 you know being there, being ready. Uh, like you said, you never knew when your your number was going to get called. One question I do have for you: Have you ever seen the mo? What is it? The mother of all bombs? Have you ever seen it in person? How big it is? No, we've seen. I've seen a lot of bombs get loaded on F-18s, but the mother of all bombs, the F-18s, are not going to carry that. Right. We we've had uh we've had we've been around quite a few different you know types of uh of weaponry, and it's it's, it's a trip because a lot of ways you know you, they're growing these leaders, but at the same time we're still fucking kids. Yeah. So we will we'll see like dudes like uh carrying a fucking missile on their back you know like and just carrying it like you know, like a piggyback right yeah you know another time we had a we had a call to deliver to our shop we did all the uh the the FLIR systems um the infrared systems and they delivered a torpedo to us and I'm like listen we can't take the torpedo and they're like no it's supposed to come here and i, oh, and I was shit. like you know respectfully can't receive it I go, we will end up blowing this shit up here just fucking around. <laughs> yeah. You know, because when we weren't working, you can't just go home. I mean, you're you're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, then and then ensues the, the shenanigans, man. <laughs> Fuck, man. It, it was it was it was funny and crazy and it was uh it was a trip, man. Yeah, for sure. yeah. No, that's crazy, man. That's awesome. I've always wondered like you said, the uh the um nine eleven when it happened. I was I was fresh out of high school. I just graduated. Right, right. In two thousand one, and I was actually going to BC. And on my way, I remember in the morning seeing that it happened, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that's crazy! I gotta get to class." Right, you know? right. So I leave, you know, and I'm driving, and and I'm listening to it on KUZZ, and they're talking about how it went down, what's going on, and all of a sudden you hear, "Oh, the second tower," you know? Yeah. Like what the hell, dude? This is nuts. And by the time I get to BC. I get to my political science class. All right. Walk in there, dude, and I see my professor sitting on his desk, and everybody's, you know, filing in, sitting down, stuff like that, and he has it up on a TV, and he's just watching, dude, and and this guy's like, back then, like, he was he was real liberal, real hippie-ish right, kind of, right. you know, like, um, just, you know, just... I guess you could say Democrat. You know what I mean? Real sure, loose. sure. Yeah. He wore sandals to class, you know, and long hair, you know, and stuff like that. Kind of like the uh, like if if someone were to which were to explain someone that's on the far left, they would like show a picture of him. Exactly, right? uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He'd be he'd be the the poster child for it. Um, <laughs> so we get in there, and you know, he's watching. We're all watching and stuff, and we're watching everything unfold. And and he turns around to us, and he's he looks at us, and he goes, "You know what? Obviously, we're not going to have class today." Right. He goes, "But." You guys are more than welcome to sit here and watch this with me. Um, you know, we can talk about it, you know, talk about what's going on, you know, possibly what, you know, what could happen after it, you know, stuff like that. And, and that set, that set with me, dude, that stayed with me. Like, I remember all of that vividly, Yeah, yeah. you know, in the classroom, what he was wearing, he was wearing like a, kind of like a Hawaiian t-shirt or a shirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was wearing his jeans with his, his, his sandals and, I was just like, damn, dude, this is nuts. Not really understanding what was going on. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that it was, you know, hatred, complete hatred for our country at that time. And, you know, you start out after all that happened and little by little, I started hearing friends going in. You know, hey, right, friends, right, you know, yeah. friends are enlisting and, and people yeah. that I knew were going to, to, to help, you know, protect our country and, and go fight for our country. And I'm just like, 
damn, dude, like, is this something I, you know, I should be thinking about? I should be doing like 18 years old, dude, fresh yeah. out. You know, I didn't know what I wanted. I yeah. was, I was going to school trying to figure out whether I wanted to major in business or major in, in, in history or English, Yeah, yeah, for sure. you know, and still trying to play baseball. Cause that's, you know, yeah. that's what I wanted to do. Um, it was tough. It was, it was crazy, dude. And then, like I said, it, you know, hearing all my friends and, and I actually talked to my dad, I was like, Hey pops, like I'm, you know, I don't, I'm thinking about this, you yeah. know, and I don't know if I want to, should I, what do you think about it and stuff like that? And he basically just told me to, to do what I felt, what, you know, what right, I wanted yeah, to do, yeah. you know, and he would support me and, um, you know, and I chose not to, um, I chose not to go and, and, and enlist and do that. And, um, big respects to the people that did, you know what I mean? It's something that I feel that once you sign that dotted line, it's real. You're, you're, like you said, your number could get called. You could be, you know, in front lines, you know, right after the boot camp, like right now. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. And, and at the time, that was the case for a lot of dudes. I mm -hmm. mean, straight out of boot, you hit combat training for, for another, uh, for another couple of months. And then, you know, if you're in a unit that's getting deployed, it's on. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, a lot of it is, you know, it's it's uh, probably not at the time, but people people really wouldn't say or even, you know, even now, like uh, I, you know, I'd be a liar if I said I wasn't a little concerned or a little nervous. But you start getting in there and they start turning you kind of Marine crazy. OK, because these, when I first hit Japan, they were like, God, let us, you know, let it kick off. You know, mm, let, let's get so this. shit. Go. Yeah, let's get this shit. You know, like, I hope Korea kicks it off. Let's do this. Yeah. And. Man, we had, you know, it was, I think that's why they sent all those people to Japan is because they're fucking crazy, man. Yeah, it's yeah. like, these guys were just fiending for it. They made a movie, it's like Jar, Jarheads or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jarhead, yeah. yeah. That's, people just wanting something to go so they can fire that fucking, that gun or, you know, whatever. That's crazy. We, we, got, we have some bad motherfuckers, man. We yeah. have some bad Absolutely, motherfuckers. Dude. I mean, these, some of these guys are... are they're 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 ready to roll and it's it's uh you know when they get back they can't even really adjust at times and, mm -hmm. and so they don't end up going back as a contractor or what yeah. have you and yeah it's 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 a trip i mean it's a you know you kind of worry about all the things going on in the world and how if things can kick off again uh you know but i you know i always tell my kids like you know we'll we'll, we'll be all right you know yeah. you got the marines out there and there's some crazy some bitches out there oh, and yeah. so they'll, they'll they'll handle it and long as we you know we got our make sure we have all our techni technology up and, mm -hmm. and, and running we'll, we'll be good to go but but yeah but there's no there's definitely like i don't know you prepare for it but you never want any kind of shit going on because you know it's going to end up costing a right, life you know right. and so it's a it's a trip that's out. the sad part about about it like it's it's the intention of it is obviously for good you want it you want it there so you can protect you know your country's you know freedom beliefs you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, but at what cost yeah. death, you know, that's, that's, that's something, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's a necessary evil. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. but again, thanks man. Thanks for, uh, for doing what you did. And, oh man. And, uh, uh, you know, it's big ups to that dude. That's especially as a kid, you know, you know, making that decision to, yeah, to I, go in there. So it was, it was a, it was an honor, but you know, I, I wanted to ask you about this. What do you think about the, the age to enlist? I think they're kids, um, and I think 
the reason they have the age set so low is because maybe they're easier to mold at that point. You know, they're still fresh. You know what I mean? They're still, a lot of them don't know what they want to do with their life. You right. know what I mean? Um, some go in because it's like a last resort. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like that or possibly end up dead on the street or going yeah. to jail or something like that. Um, however, I do think that if you're going to hold in terms of like laws, um, if you're going to hold, like, if you're going to say you got to be 16 to be able to drive a vehicle, right? like, damn, you know what I mean? That's yeah. young as hell to be a responsible adult. You yeah. know what I mean? You're 16. Here's a fucking killing machine. Yeah. Right? yeah you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, you know, alcohol. If you're gonna say yeah. you're gonna say that you have to be 21 to to buy alcohol or cigarettes, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah. that's considered being an adult. But yet you can take an 18 year old straight to war and and kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's where I think it's it's kind of a it's kind of a toss up for me. Like like I, like we just said, it's it's a necessary evil, but at what cost? What? How old should a, a kid or a person be to be able to make that decision and go in and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to risk my life and, yeah. and, and, and defending the country by killing other people who don't share our ideologies. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, to me, that's, a, that's a lot to put on somebody. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah, eventually they, you know, God willing, they come out of it. Okay. Um, they, they come out of it, you know, with, with the good head on their shoulders. Well, hopefully nothing pops off. No wars happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's always conflicts. There's always something, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and maybe a hundred or 200, 300 troops get sent to a specific region. And, yeah. um, you know, there's still that part of it. And to me, I think that if, if we're going to allow kids to fight for our freedoms, I think we need to revisit our standards of laws here on the homeland. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because you can't you can't say in one instance that you're an adult and another you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because it appeases your people. It's you know, it's, you know it depends on a, a it's a kind of a, when is it convenient for right. you to be considered right. an adult, you know? That's that's the only thing. Um so yeah, dude, I I, I feel that that yeah, it's a, it's a something that we need, obviously. Um but you know, how to fix it? Shit, dude. Yeah. I, you know, I don't and that's the other thing too. Like, what's the cutoff age? It the, depends on the service. So if, okay. if you go into the core, I, I think uh, I think at the time I'm not sure if they changed it. It was like 29 years old. Okay. Uh, so, but if you go into you know maybe the the Air Force or the Army, there is maybe mid 30s. I think the Air Force is even late 30s. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So you have that, and then I think the Navy is probably like mid 30s as well. So uh, there, there's there's cutoffs and it's kind of it's kind of funny too when you when you go in there and you get a dude that's a little bit older like 30s you know and you know everybody's kids and he's got a kid that's probably been into the you know into the service maybe a year longer than him yeah. you know you know 19 years old still you know still shit in cafeteria food from high school <laughs> and this fool is is straight up yelling or you know getting out uh, getting out at a guy that's been paying taxes you know probably right. since the kid was in elementary school so uh, you know, a lot of that's a trip. I, I, it was really weird, but I think one of the reasons I was asking about the the whole age thing was when I went in there again, being twenty two, having a, a little bit of life experience. I still didn't, I didn't know shit, but being able to look at that, some of these kids, man, they're 
you can just tell they're they're kind of lost ones, man. And mm-hmm. It's like you don't know, like, man, I don't know if this dude's gonna be all right, right? And then start, I don't know. I started questioning myself, like, well, the you know, our generation isn't like the last generation. It wasn't like the ba- baby boomers, and you know, you hear about all these war heroes that were right. 16, 17, 18 years old. It's like you know, times have changed, are different, and so maybe. Mentalities are different. It it, it really is, man. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a it's a trip. So you know, I've gone through that many times. Like, so you mean I can't rent a car till I'm 25, but you're gonna give me a giant gun to go shoot? (laughs) Hell yeah! Like that's crazy to me. Like at some when you put it in in terms of like like you just said, renting a car you have to be 25, but I can go fucking kill somebody with one of these guns. I go shoot this motherfucker straight automatic like. Damn, like that's crazy to me. Yeah. But, you know, you know, I and like you said too, that when some kids now that are going in, um they are they do have a different mentality. Like I look at it as when we were younger, our generation, we didn't have all the technology, right? Right, so right. So, we were forced to be a little rugged a little, you know, going outside and hurting ourselves, I guess, like, you know, falling off bikes and shit yeah. like that. And I, I guess what I'm trying, I guess what I'm saying is maybe this newer generation that are going in are, are a little softer. You know what I mean? Mentally, because yeah. they don't, they don't have to deal with, you know, the, the, the growing up that we did. And maybe that sounds a little, I'm going to say maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel if I had to pick and choose, you know, who I wanted to go in and defend the country um, without any, any, how can I say any like certifications or any, like, is he an engineer or anything like that? If somebody lived in the eighties, right? you know what I mean? As opposed to somebody who lives now, like 18 year old now, yeah, yeah. I would rather take the 18 year old in the eighties. It was a different mentality. It was yeah. it was different. You had you had to work with your hands more. You had to be physical, you know, like a little more. That's how I see it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and maybe now the people that are, that are going in are, you know, I, I like it's hard to explain. I I don't know why or how or like why I feel that way, but I just think that the ruggedness, the 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 you know how we grew up back then without the technology because you'll get a kid that eventually will think like now oh maybe i'll go in and all they did was play video games or yeah. you know they have that mentality you know what i mean it's and it's different so you know i i don't know i i just like you said it's the the, the having to deal with different different uh characteristics different brain types you know what i mean yeah. it's and you know it's definitely an adjustment for us you know, for the new, you know, having to deal with, not, I wouldn't say having to deal, but having to, um, like, work with people, you know, younger yeah. kids that come from a different mindset. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's an adjustment for me sometimes. I'll get, like, dude, I had a helper the other day, fresh out of high school, and first oil field job. Didn't know how to turn a wrench. Didn't know what the hell a freaking speed wrench was. Yeah. Didn't know what a gate valve, butterfly valve, anything oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, what the hell, dude? Like, I knew that shit from seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we had workshops in, in in seventh grade. And I'm like, you're straight out of high school and you don't know this stuff. Like, I had to take a step back and be like, okay, different times. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Dif- different, different way of life, different whatever. 
So I had to take a step back and be like, all right, I got to train this kid a little bit. Yeah, you know so I mean? was, they, they probably had uh, more computer lab yeah. and less wood shop. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and yeah, you know, I, I think so. I went to the computer lab en- enough uh, to learn how to type. And other than that, I was <laughs> I was over there with Mr. Patino in right. class, right? <laughs> yeah, doing wood shop. Dude. Yeah, dude. Real quick, I'm gonna I'm gonna push pause on this because I gotta take a piss. Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who's listening. Don't make fun of me. I just had to take a leak. All right. Uh, I'm going to take a little minute here to say thank you to everybody listening. Thank you to the followers. Um, please continue to listen. And uh, who knows? Maybe this thing blows up. But um, wouldn't be without your help if we did. So, again, thank you for listening. Now back to your regularly scheduled listening pleasure. Is that how it goes? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we got about 40 more minutes on the podcast. Hope you enjoy. Thanks. All right, and we're back. Sorry about that. I drank too much water <laughs> and some of this damn energy drink, bro. Gosh, my bladder can hold it. Um, so, yeah, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, military, stuff like that. But let's go ahead and let, let, let's move on um, and get some, some of these stories that we got. Obviously, Super Bowl. Yeah. Were you surprised? Uh, I was pleasantly surprised you know because when i was first thinking you know, i work in in uh kansas kansas city area quite a bit you know and so you see everybody getting all happy you know you know, think like damn these fools haven't had anything they haven't yeah. had, even had a taste in 50 years yeah. you know so I, I i was i was rooting for them but i'm like uh i like if i look at the 49ers like if i would have put money on the 49ers but my you know kind of my heart was going for kansas city yeah and uh you know and my thing is i compare I compare two things when I'm looking at football, offensive line, quarterback, defensive line. And, and, and it's like, what's going to be, no, I didn't say, I said three things, but it's, you know, the three things that I look mm-hmm. at to see where it's at. And that Niners offensive line, dude, is crazy, yeah, man. They're dude. bad. And that was crazy. The, the defense is my, th- I was back and forth. Cause I was like, defense wins championships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The majority of the time defense wins championships. Yeah. Trent Dilfer Won a championship with the fucking Ravens. Because yeah, their defense yeah. was amazing. Yeah, so did the uh, the Bucks. Brad Johnson won a fucking, yeah. you know. So I was like, it's it's gonna happen again. Jimmy G can you know hold his own. Yep. He's not gonna wow you with numbers, but he's yeah. gonna do what he has to do, and that defense is gonna take care of it. Then I was like, who's gonna stop the fucking Chiefs' speed? You know what I mean? I was like all week, bro. I was back and forth. I was like, and and then my wife, she's a Chiefs fan. So I, I was back and forth, like, do I do I risk having a, a sad wife for a, a, a week, you know, or whatever it would take, or do I risk, you know, hearing the Niners all fucking week from forever till next season, you know, gang bang bang oh, Niner gang, geez. like, yeah, man. I was back and forth, dude, and then finally, I was just like, you know what, I don't know if if it's gonna happen, but I think the Chiefs would. They'll pull it off, right, right. You know, just because of who they have at uh, QB, who their coach is, Andy Reid. Um, it was just, you know, I and then I started thinking of it more on the human side with my heart. Like, it was cool seeing my wife 
you know, witness her team win. You, you know, I'm a Raider fan. It was like, uh, hey, you know. I'm, I'm so glad that, you know, you found it in your heart yeah. to be happy for your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, fan, yeah. Yeah. after fucking, what, six years of marriage. But, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I was, I was, I guess I wasn't surprised. Um, I was more like, damn, okay. Yeah. That offense is legit. You know what I mean? They're Mahomes is legit. You know, how do you feel being that the bears traded up to take Trubisky? Oh man. Instead of Mahomes? God damn. We didn't talk about this in the pre-show. <laughs> God damn. You over here pulling up some hurtful memories, man. You know, it's, it's, you, you get a lot of the fan base. It's, it's, uh, that's talking like, damn it, we could, you know, that 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 guy was there for us. He was yeah. there. Not even uh, uh, Mahomes, uh, Watson was there for mm -hmm. us too. You know, that guy beat Alabama twice in national yeah. championship. He, you know, he was he was ready to go. <laughs> and our GM went and picked the guy from North Carolina. Oh gosh, that, that had like 12, 13 starts. Didn't even beat out the 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 senior quarterback when right. he was a junior. You know, and and uh, man, but. That's oh great. man, that that one's that was just that, that was hurts. just hurtful there and and you know the Bears played the Chiefs in Chicago and the Chiefs whooped that ass mm -hmm. boy and they just we didn't belong on the field with them just because you know there's some bad matchups and yeah. you know they're they're just they're the, the Chiefs champs. are hard to match up against man it's it, like who's gonna cover Tyreek Hill it's fast as hell yeah yeah right? so then when you put your fastest cornerback or your best cornerback on them who's gonna cover Sammy Watkins. Yeah. Who's huge and is just as fast, or Merkel Hardman? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy how fast they are. And then you got throw in Andy Reid and his coaching style. You got it's, Kelsey too, and you got Kelsey. You got exactly. I mean, he, he's a he's a specimen himself, man. He, he's a, he's a big, physical, big dude. Stretch it out, uh, stretch the field, and 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 he, he and he has a little bit of speed too. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not on the level of the, as a receiver, right? But, right, but he can know. still move for for big dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, yeah, and and yeah, man, it's like. You had to. You literally would have to have two to three All Pro cornerbacks, another two or three All Pro safeties yeah. to be able to cover that. Dude. Yeah. And it's and like I said with Andy Reid, he's so gimmicky. He runs that little RPO, that little you know option plays yeah. and stuff like that to get everybody like moving around. And it's nuts, bro. I was I was like, damn, dude. That's that's why I eventually ended up going with. The Chiefs and yeah, they they ended up taking it. Dude. Yeah, I I you know I was I I tell people yeah man I'm going for the Chiefs you know but I I think the Niners uh, you know they're damn good and I was telling you know my my wrong prediction over here being <laughs> trying to analyst and I was telling everybody like man if the Niners keep it close and score in the fourth quarter I don't I don't think they're the the Chiefs are going to be made to grind with them mm -hmm. but that's when things opened up yeah. You know, and, and they had um, a chance to score that pass that Jimmy G missed oh, to yeah, uh, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, that would have put him up. And yeah. with with what three minutes left in the in the fourth or yeah. something like that. Yeah, excuse me, I got a burps. You um, know, another thing is uh, Shanahan, dude. That God, damn, that dude's play calling crazy. Fuck, How are you going to go away from the best thing that you have going on for you guys? You know, like man, it, it was it was nuts, dude. And that's the second time he's done that. Yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, I mean, uh, all the way up to that point, I'm just sitting there like, man, this guy's just calling. Mm -hmm. He's calling it beautifully. Yeah. You know, you know, he, you know, once the Chiefs start creeping up, and then he starts hitting them with play action. Yeah. You know, you want to, uh, you guys want to play? You want to start covering this like that? We're gonna just gash you. You know. Yeah. They didn't have runs for like two or three yards. They were popping off mm -hmm. eight to ten yards, and and so 
up until that point, man, I, I think they just caught him at the right time. Yeah, and I th- I think he he I think he outcoached himself, like in that towards towards the end, like in the fourth quarter. Right, right. You know, I think he started thinking way too much and then getting away from what was working. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. working for three quarters, and he just went away from it. And I saw a crazy stat in the fourth quarter alone alone in both Super Bowls that he was in. He's he's been outscored forty six to zero. <laughs> in the second half, he yeah. he it's been like forty six to seventeen or something like that. But in the fourth quarters alone, forty six to zero, dude. Damn, he, he, he's never gonna live that one down, right? Like yeah. that's that's coaching. Like that's yeah. you know what I mean. Like you can say, oh, the players didn't execute, but that's coaching, bro. Like you second guessed yourself. You you know you obviously went away from stuff that was working. Um, you out adjusted yourself. Exactly, yeah. exactly, dude. So, you know, I mean, I I am glad that the Chiefs won because I'm not hearing all this bang bang Niner gang crap. Like, I'm over that. Like, it is what it is. But yeah, I was definitely happy about that. Um, all right, moving on. Same same game, different topic. <laughs> Halftime show, baby. Halftime. J Lo and Shakira put it on, bro. I was like, yeah, this is awesome, bro. This. Shakira killed it. Shakira went, you know, did her thing as she always does. She always gets, you know, a little booty shaking and all that. And then when J-Lo came up, it was just cherry on top. She's not the best singer, but damn, are they both performers, bro. And I, when we were watching it, where we were, we had our kids with us and stuff right, like right. that. And my buddy's boy, he was struck. He was stuck on the TV, bro. And he's, <laughs> I think he's two and a half, I think. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, dude, watching, bro. And I was like, that little boy is going to be in love with Latinas, bro. Oh, he's going to be in love he, with he it. Was, it was crazy, bro. He turned around, had a mustache. Yeah. Already... <laughs> yeah, dude. But a couple things from that halftime show. One was with J-Lo um, during her little performance. They had cages. Right, right. With, yeah. with people in it, you know. Obviously symbolizing the what's going on at the border, the yep. border crisis, and having holding holding immigrants there, um, and then the backlash of the people hating the halftime show. Yeah, right. So one question is, why do you think people were upset at J Lo and Shakira in their their halftime show? You know, I. I, I have some some assumptions that I, I can make and you know and I'm I'm always trying to play devil's advocate or you know kind of just you know take my first assumptions and and maybe argue against them or try, you know try to see other people's point of view and you know and and during during the show it was uh you know and, and I don't know how to explain it because you know I'm, I'm Mexican or you know Chicano mm-hmm. you know born you know United States you know and and the these two women you know, one's from Puerto Rico or, you know, Puerto Rican and the other one's where's Colombia, Colombia. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you still have, I mean, there, there may not be, you know, Mexicans, but those, you know, cousins, you know, Latino wise. So, you know, it, it, even from, you know, what people were saying, like the, you know, they were dancing crude or anything. I, for just a little bit of me was, was kind of proud. I was, I was like proud of, of what they were doing. It's like, not only that, they're, they're women. Yeah. You know, and so I guess maybe that's the the girl dad thing again, but I was I was like really happy for him, and you know I, you know me and my wife were talking about you know like who do you think was the you know better one? It's like oh, Master Kira, she she killed, she killed it. it, man. Yeah. You know, J Lo was 
she's a performer, but mm-hmm. but Shakira is is uh, she's worldwide. You yeah. know, she's you know she's not a she's not a rookie. You know, yeah, she's been doing absolutely. this so. So yeah, so I, I was seeing that, and you went from a moment of kind of just feeling proud for them, and and you know kind of seeing that little bit of connection there, and then you know I, I'm looking on Twitter to see what my favorite commentators are saying about the game, and then I'm just seeing like even people I know just saying, oh my gosh, this is this is crazy, yeah. it's, it's disgusting, you know, it was classless, and I was like, it's nuts. Dude. I was like, really? Yeah. Like I I I was tripping out on how people were. We're kind of flipping it that way, or they 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 perceived it that way. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I was you know, and then I think we had talked a, a couple times via text on it, and I and I think to myself, it's it's uh you know, a lot of people will be quick to say you know, oh all those people are are, are racist, you know, or they don't like that race, and and you know, and then uh, on the other hand, people can't really just say they didn't like the the dancing. There was something more to it. Right. It, it, it just wasn't the dancing. It was the type of dancing it, it was it, it wasn't you know the the good old usa type of right, dancing right and, and it was different in that way mm-hmm. and, and so when you do that and, and you say oh you know it was slutty i think that's just all a cover it's it's an excuse yeah yes. it, it's a cover that people are outward you know outwardly uh putting out there mm-hmm. but inside i think they have a little bit of animosity towards that type of culture mm-hmm. On the front stage, biggest event, bunch still of guys, in the show. still in the show. You know what I mean? I and I, I can, I see it that I, you know, I understand that um, because they're not like you said. It wasn't about the United States. It wasn't about you know our homeland. It, it was about them being proud of Puerto Rico and Colombia and all that, and them being the women that they are and influences to Hispanic women. Yeah, like. That's how I took it. Just how, like you said, I took it as they were, they were sending a message and what's wrong with sending messages. Oh, you get those people that say like, Oh, it's the wrong platform. It's the wrong time. Well, what time? What what time is good? Because if they go off and they do it publicly, you know, just being the people that they are, you're going to ridicule them because they're doing it publicly. They're doing it their way. You know, whatever you're going to hate, you're going to hate their message regardless. So it's like, there's never a good time. But it's a great time for them to put out what they believe in artistically, right? Yeah, They're and, both artists. And, and you think about it, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's not the time. Like, what? I mean, what? To make a message out of music? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's some of the best music ever is yeah. when you get a message out of it, you know? And, and I was also going to the point, too, I was like, man, people are so offended about the, the dancing and the costumes or, or whatever they, they call the, the clothing for it. Yeah. They missed all these political statements. They missed the kids in the cage. Mm-hmm. They missed the uh, uh, born in the USA. Yep. They missed the American flag with the inside of the Puerto Rican flag. Yeah. Uh, they, they missed Shakira doing the, you know, yeah, that, which is that part of her call. other culture. Yeah. <clears throat> she's Middle Eastern also. Yeah. Right? She's, she's part Colombian, part Middle Eastern. And that's the thing. If you can't look at a performance or listen to a song that is is giving off messages and, and they're they're trying to to say something and voice an opinion or voice their feelings through art, like that's on you. Like I, I'm sorry, but like when I listen to music, I try to look at what are their what 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 are they feeling? Yeah. You know, or or if they're dancing like 
okay, is it a contemporary dance or is it are they break dance or what are they doing? It's a message. It's how they're feeling. It's expression, right? Yeah. So it's like people hated that expression over this 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 Super Bowl show just because it didn't fit their narrative or they felt it was slutty or whorish. Like that's they're, you're really pissed off about that. Okay, what about last year's with fucking Adam Levine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. taking off his shirt. You had no fucking problem with that. No, you know man. what I mean? It's, hey, Karen, you were over there fucking drooling all over him. That you know that, I mean? that fits within the the parameters of of what we idealize as American. Exactly. And once we got to the fringe of that, that's when people don't like it. They and, don't like it. And then you'll 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 go ahead and start making excuses about you know it's not appropriate for TV, and mm-hmm. it goes back to it, man. It's a. I I think one of the words that gets tossed out a little too much and becomes a a, a buzzword is. A little bit of that that xenophobe portion of things, and not necessarily that you don't want to 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 be cool uh, with other races, or it doesn't necessarily mean you're racist. But if you're not a, an appreciation, or you don't like a particular culture or pieces of a culture, hey man, you, you know it, it, that's that's your. You're somewhere on that spectrum. Yeah. And maybe we all are, but man, you're you're starting to show it. Yeah. If and that's that's what's crazy, as as now. I feel like the people that that have that that when when stuff gets on the fringe of going against their belief or whatever like that, now they voice it. When before you were like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, they feel this way. I'm not gonna say anything, blah, blah, blah. Now, like it's getting put out there. There's yeah. you know, they're saying things like, you know, go back to your country or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or if you don't like it, go back or whatever. You know, and that's the scary thing, dude, is because it's like it's it's getting to the point where and I hate to say it, but like I feel like there's going to be a little bit more violence with it. You know what I mean? And I, I obviously hope it doesn't get there. And, you know, I, I just want the the best for everybody. But like that's what's crazy is people are starting to spit stuff out and others are taking offense to it. Yeah. You know what I mean there's no there's no common ground anymore. It's it's you're either left or you're right. Yeah. And and that's it. And that's that's what's fucking nuts, dude. And you see it more and more getting into sports. When before sports was sports and patriotism and politics was that. You know what I mean? And there, there there's a lot more people that are that are a lot more outward like you're saying, you know, they'll say things. And, you know, even even a couple of years ago, it it kind of tripped me out. It was a single de mile, and you know, it, it's a, it, it's an important day historically, and you know we, you know, of course we, everybody turns it into an opportunity, but to drink and, mm-hmm. but there was an event here in Kern County, on single de mile, yep, that's called tacos and tequila. Yep. So you want all the good shit from the culture exactly. without the people, without the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, man. <laughs> nah, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. Nah, I hear you, bro. I hear you, dude. And and it's just, it's unfortunate that people took it that far. As a matter of fact, there was one guy that said he wanted to sue the NFL. Uh, it was a Christian guy, supposedly, that he wanted to sue the NFL because now him watching the halftime show put him at risk of going to hell. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. If you felt that, like, if you were that against that show, like, if you hated it that much, if you saw the first 10 seconds of it, 
and you felt that you were going to have bad thoughts or whatever, if you're that bad of a, or you're that big of a Christian, then bounce. Don't watch yeah. it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing that I when I saw that story I was like oh gosh here we go you give like, him the uh, uh, the no mames award of no the mames. day yeah. <laughs> seriously dude but it, you know it's it's crazy that people took it that far and I was like it's a show if you don't agree with it then okay but don't don't sit here and and start saying that it was tasteless it was whorish and and those women you know blah 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 and it's like. Come on, dude. It's not that big of a deal. Or change the channel. Or change the channel. Change the channel like I did when they drug out, you know, fucking who, you know, they had their best years behind <laughs> yeah. them, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. all starting to feel bad for them because, you know, I think, <laughs> oh, man, these guys, you know, it's going to sound like the record in hell. Yeah. And then, you know, so you get a lot of these uh, older acts and, you know, maybe it's uh, uh, their classics, but yeah. good Lord, they, they, they have some mileage on them. Yep, yep. All right, uh, let's see. Let's get one more before we get into our plant my seed. Um, obviously, if you haven't been following the news, or if you've been following the news, you know that the impeachment is finally over. Yeah. Fucking, let's give a round of applause for that. Right. No, this is nonsense, but now we have to deal with the fucking the campaigns leading up to the election and shit. But, um, uh, yeah, it's finally over. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested in getting your take on it as a vet. Uh, because you, you as as <clears throat> excuse me, you hear people who are vets, and they're on both sides. Obviously, you, you get some people that are very extreme, you know, constitutionalists, and and you know, very right wing, I guess you can say. And then you got some that are middle middle of the aisle, you know, understand both sides. And then you got some that are very liberal, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> as a vet on your side. Uh, do you think that the entire process was warranted? Was a sham, like Trump says? Um, did the president do something wrong in in that conversation that he had with Ukraine? Um, yeah. So you know, what do you what do you think? It, it's tough because it's it, you know you, you can you can look at the side of, of of the right and you know you look at it and you know you can say well it's, you know kind of anecdotal it it was a conversation. And then if you look at it from the left, like, wait a minute, you're trying to dig up stuff on a political rival mm -hmm. from a foreign government. And then you're going to try to dangle their their military aid, you right. know, away from if, if they don't dig some stuff up. So I can I can see both sides. But the thing for me right now is it's. The the standard for president is kind of at a, at a low for me right now, because. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt that these fools are doing that from, from time to time. And, you know, you, you can line up. I don't care if they're they're blue or red. You know, I, I think that there's some some nastiness going on with with the, the politicians and, Trump, you know, Trump's falling in line. Mm -hmm. he, he may not be the tradi uh, traditional politician, but that fool does some foul shit. Yeah. You know, and and he I, I'll tell you right now how you can really tell that it's different. If anyone else in, in those uh, in the 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 senate or any uh, or house would have done the same thing they'd take their ass to jail right right but for trump you know i know he's a sitting president you know you can't be taken to jail you know the impeachment you take a look at the impeachment i mean it was a, it was kind of a joke in the in the first place because we knew once he got to senate that it they, was just going to get thrown yeah, out yeah they're going to get thrown out get acquitted and, and move on mm -hmm. so it was a a little bit of a formality 
Uh, but at the same time, I think that it you had to put that you you had to go through the process to put that that uh, that check on him. Like you know, you you were impeached, you were investigated, yep. uh, you weren't you you were acquitted, but you damn far from innocent on this. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So and I think and <clears throat> to your point, you're damn not you, you for sure aren't uh, innocent. You know, in what he did. The way that conversation, reading the transcript, and it's not a long transcript. You can see the entire phone call on, on what is it, three pages, four pages? Right, yeah. Um, and, and you can you can see that there was a, and like Paul said on previous episodes, it was a mob mentality. Like, yeah. hey, I need you to do something, but, you know, I need a favor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and that's abuse of power. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the executive office, right? Yeah. And like you said, to your point, if somebody in the House or Senate did that, they'd go straight to jail. Yep. You know what I mean? They were found guilty of it. They'd go straight to jail. On the other hand, I felt that Democrats did this kind of rushed and they felt a little, I think they feel a little desperate. I think that I, in, in, in for the, for this next election, I feel that they may not have a candidate that's strong enough to go against Donald and win the presidency. So they did whatever they could to get like a bad name on him so they could get him out of office. Right. Right. right? I felt that it was more out of desperation and they moved too quickly that they should have spent some time before, you know, impeaching him and making that vote because it was strictly, divided on both lines it was you know when they first impeached them it was democrats pretty much all voted for yep. it and then republicans voted against it you know and except I, for Mitt. except for Mitt. now <laughs> yeah except for Mitt. but he bounced it on the yep. first article he voted to impeach or to to he voted guilty and then on second he voted not guilty yeah, well. i was like what the hell dude like you did all that shit for nothing but um yeah I, I think that they did you know democrats did it a little bit in desperation uh if they were going to be successful, I felt that they should have did all of their due diligence beforehand, before getting that impeachment vote. You know what I mean? So, you know, I see both, like you, I see both sides. I, I think it was, it was definitely, I, you know, could have been a way, it, or it was a waste of our money. You know what I mean? They could have spent more time dealing with other issues, yeah. dealing with, with you know, um, health uh, health benefits, um, you know, whatever else is going on right now with, with like influenza, you know, funding different things for, 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 uh, uh, medical research and all that, like that money could have been spent wisely. And, and the time could have been spent wisely too. It's like, Hey, Democrats, you know, we don't have a strong candidate on this side. Why don't we get in a room and strategize? Yeah. Because you know, on the right, you know, we have a, a superpower, and, mm-hmm. and he's just gaining more and more popularity. Yeah. So it's it's like you know, it, it was just uh, I don't I don't know how much time was spent. Of course, anything that the government does is going to be expensive, but yeah. uh, it's uh, I, you know, right now, like the 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 Democrats are like the 
They're like the Browns, bro. It's like it's like, it's like dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. Little bit of talent, but shit just doesn't look yeah. right, you know? It's like yeah. there, there's something wrong there. Yeah. And then when yeah. they do get on the mic, they say some stupid shit. Man. Like, they're like Baker Mayfield, bro. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no, I could I completely agree, dude. It's it's crazy. And and with that, to go, you know, to move on on the topic, but kind of segue of it. Do you think the impeachment, you know, and the acquittal now strengthened Trump? for 2020 re-election or did it hurt him? You know, I, I think everybody is going to be, I think they're, if they're pro Trump, they're going to be pro Trump. And if they're anti Trump, they're going to be anti Trump. You, you know, you, some, some folks you talk to, especially it, it kind of trips me out. Cause some pe- people that I maybe grew up with or knew really well, just blind to everything Trump all day. I don't care what he did. Right. You know, he, he could have, uh, mm-hmm. went ahead and, and, uh, uh, held that money away from uh uh from the the foreign leaders that you know he was talking to and you know he could have did everything illegal and they'll still vote for yeah. him because it's that a little bit it's of that, a blind loyalty yeah, it's the blind loyalty it's yeah. that it's that trump can shoot like paul said trump can shoot somebody on fifth avenue yes yeah. in broad daylight and they wouldn't bat an eye yep. and they still vote for him no yep. that's the crazy part is like and it goes with that whataboutism now era that we're in like Oh, well, okay, Trump did this, but what about Obama when he did that? How are you going to sit here and try to justify some of the shit that this guy does because another president did? Yeah. Doesn't make it right. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, that that's the thing that gets me, dude. It's like, fuck, okay, Obama did this. I get that. But let's get better. You know it's, I mean? it's a it's a lazy argument. Yeah. You know, it really is to to say, well, Obama did this. It's like... Okay, so he did, and if you want to take a look at Obama's uh, uh, sins of the past, base it on whether it's right or wrong, or it's illegal or legal, whatever the case is. But you need to have that that same kind of energy when it mm-hmm. comes to Trump. Yep, you got to have that same uh, that same you know consistency there. So, you know, and then and like I just I kind of feel bad for some people that just get stuck one way or another, you know, there, it doesn't matter what happens. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be voting their ballot. Yeah. They can send it in right now. They don't give a damn. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they already checked that, that, that mark already. Um, yeah, it's crazy, dude. I mean, hopefully it just, it, it just gets better in terms of the division. I, I hate seeing people so divided, always arguing. I get involved sometimes, dude. I'm just like, fuck, like, it's a waste of energy. It's exhausting, you know. Like, let's agree to disagree. Yeah. And if you really want to get down in, down and dirty on a certain topic, let's sit down and talk. Let's let's do it. Let's find a common ground. If we can't, we're still gonna be friends. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We're still gonna be Americans. Yeah. We're still gonna be people that work in this country, and and I think that we lost sight of that as a whole in this country. I think, like you said, people want to fucking defend Trump. Till the very end, people want to be Democrat to the very end. And it's like, dude, like, that's not how it should be. We should all like, you know, we should all just come together and be Americans, whether we agree with them or not. You know what I mean? And that's the crazy thing, dude. Yeah, I just just hope it gets better in that aspect. I agree with you on that. I I don't think I've ever seen the country so, so divided, you know, and Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a trip and it's no one's going to get anything out of it we're not going to get the growth that we need right you know you know state of the union trump mentioned all the good things going on uh and, and that's great every when everybody's working that's great Absolutely. that's outstanding i'll take that all day but there there's still a there, there's still a divide and it's because of the way that people are 
kind of getting turned against each other mm -hmm. or, or they're being vilified yeah. or, you know, you, it, it's a trip how when, when a person describes another person illegal, yep. alien, yep. you know, that, that just don't even shit. That, that just starting off that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know, man, he, he's a troublemaker and he's an alien. Yeah. You know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, dude. I, I completely agree with that. When, when you start off conversations like that, like all these illegal aliens, Man, they're fucking people. Just you know, right. th that person. Just talk about those people. That yeah. that person. Don't fucking classify him and and give him a foreign name like that. Like it's it's just, it's crazy, dude. And like yeah, man. Give it. I just hope it gets fucking better. And, yeah. and you know, little pity arguments like that. Like I hope it stops quickly. Um. But let's go. And one more topic. I want to get to get to this topic <laughs> before we go to our plant my seed. <laughs> First of all, where are you on boobs? Are you a boob guy or you a booty guy? Well, I I have a couple uh, <laughs> of, of man boobs. I mean, you know, it's uh, I've I've been in denial for a long time, right? but Same you know, here, bro. Same uh, here. but uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Boob guy yeah. or, or or booty guy? I man, I've I've always been. I mean, not really a boob guy. You know, even when you even when you're you know you kind of ask me this question, I was thinking, so not really. Not really a, a boob guy, more, you know, more booty. And yeah. I think that's the way it's always been. And yeah. Okay. So, I, dude, I'm a boob guy. I'm <laughs> breasts, man. They, I'm attracted. It's like, like I'm dumb and dumber. I was like a tractor being pulled me right in. Like, that's, that's, you know, I'm a boob guy. It yeah. is what it is. Everybody that listens to this is going to be like, well, fuck, I'm not taking my girl around, you know? <laughs> but, um, so one topic I wanted to talk about was, is, so you see, okay, guys, they get on Instagram, they look at chicks with boobs. Yeah, I do it, you know, booties, you know, whatever. Um, one question <laughs> I have is, if a man wants to see, say if a man wants to see a girl's boobs, and he knows, and he knows the girl, <laughs> right? And he knows the girl, is, is it bad? And should his... And I'm and I'm assuming if it's like I'm 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 staging a question as if the man has a girlfriend or a wife. Right, right. right. Yeah. So if he wants to see one of his friends' boobs, should his wife be mad? And if not, or if she is, is it different than a man wanting to see like a celebrity's titties? You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think that it's going to be tough because you, you're going to have. You're gonna have wives that 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 are gonna be mad or hurt no matter what, and then there's gonna be ones that uh, that are just you know indifferent about it, mm -hmm. ah, whatever you know. Yeah. And now, if it, if it's like a, a personal relationship, right? That's it, it's like a you know if it's someone that's that's coming over the house and it's a a, a friendly uh, you know type of relationship that you that you have going on. I, I think that really makes things really weird. And, and I, and I don't, I don't, I kind of don't blame the, the woman the wife, for, right. for having that feeling. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy, it's, right? Yeah, it, it is. My, I was, I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, why is it different if a man looks on Instagram or Playboys or whatever and, and looks at women's titties, right? And he doesn't know the women, you know, yeah. on, on Instagram or, or, or maybe, I mean, maybe he does, but. 
and he doesn't know him, he's he's still looking at another woman's breast, right? But if he knows the woman, like their breasts, it's it's just more of a, I guess, like, and I'm not I'm not saying I'm doing this. I want to see my wife's friends' fucking tits or anything like that. I'm 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 posing the question for for other men that probably have that sort of relationship. Um, like, why is that different? Like, knowing the person and not knowing the person, they still want to yeah. see the titties. You know what I mean? I I think that the difference with knowing the person and and not knowing the person is the relationship it, it, or the relationship and people can detach mm. from that person they don't know and especially you know that's a I great started, point that's a great point you know I kind of go back and and you fucked me up with this question I was kind of thinking about it like where am I at on this you know <laughs> and and I, I was I was kind of thinking about it and I was like you know like sometimes. There's just women that they'd almost disappear because of that relationship. Or if you mm-hmm. know, if you if you got one of the homies and and, and their wives, like I, I couldn't even imagine looking at someone like that because of the the, the respect thing right, and, right, and that right. love. And so absolutely. And I was like absolutely. thinking to myself, like I was like, man, that's a, that's a trip. But mm-hmm. I, I think it has to be people are able to detach themselves, or or there's no emotional connection, you know, emotional connection, or anything like that yeah. there. And, and so. I, I, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I think there's a lot of different contexts that you mm-hmm. can put that in is, is that emotional detachment. And, and, and I think it kind of, here's the thing, <laughs> titties and illegal aliens, <laughs> right? Right. Yes. I, I'm gonna bring it. Because you can detach yourself from someone that you don't know, you're then <laughs> able to, to respond and act in a different way. Damn, but if you, you made that connection... Up. It, it, you know, it, it's uh, you. You respect the person yeah. you know, in a different way. Mind blown! You just Holy put it in a whole th- shit. We got to come up with this. We 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 got to talk to these super right wing people and be like, hey, think about <laughs> think about it this way, bro. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious, bro. Now, well, yeah, I, I just I thought about that the other day, and I'm like, <laughs> I just want to ask somebody like what they think. Like, is it okay if a man wants to see? You know, his, his friend's titties or, you know, if not, like, why? Like, it's just, that's the kind of shit I think about when I'm at work, when it's slow. <laughs> I, you know, like, I get all fucked up like that. Um, all right. So, quickly, we'll do this plant my seed. And this is kind of going with the Chi-Chi, maybe, the, uh, the J-Lo and all that stuff, J-Lo and Shakira. Um, but plant my seed this week is going to be hottest women over 50. I, I laughed when he when I sent it to you and you sent back. You're like, oh god, let me think about this. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. But um, yeah. So it's it just perfect because you know J Lo is obviously 50 and she's doing her thing. She looks like she's 30, dude. And it's like, damn, man. Um, but yeah, if as as a guest co-host, dude, go ahead and start it off. Man, so I, do I? I start with my 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 first overall draft pick. Or You're number four. My number four. Yeah. I'm gonna have to take. Uh, let me see here. I'll go Sandra Bullock. Ooh, yeah. Bullock. And I got to put my mindset. I mean, I don't know. I was thinking to myself like, well, is Tony asking about like today or you know back then? And I was, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It blew my mind again there. But you know, but, but Sandra Bullock, she's uh, you know, she's she's classic. Yeah, yeah, she is, dude. She's she's still one of my favorites too. I, I like her. Um. My number four, 
I'm going to go with Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, okay. Weird Science. Okay. Yeah. Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, it was it was it the uh, the the accent that I, I you know I, I am a sucker for an accent, dude. I, I you know if I talk to a girl that has an accent like that, I'm like, ooh, buddy. Like, and then it's the breast, obviously. No, just, <laughs> um. So yeah, dude. She's just even back then, dude. Weird Science. Obviously, when she made her debut, like that's it's freaking. She's awesome, gorgeous. But now you see her, and she's still flawless. It's nuts. It's crazy how like perfect she is, you know. But I guess money does that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keeps you healthy, keeps you you know high and tight. Probably not. <laughs> probably not me, dude. If I had a bunch of money, I'd be all fat with a scooter. <laughs> You'd be the fucking the the what is it? The pile of shit that he yeah. changed into on the movie. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking hilarious. All right, what, what, what's your number three? Man, I'm gonna have to go. Man, I have some honorables here that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> speak on it, you know, like. Quick. And we'll just do our four because we're, we're rounding okay. All right, let's, uh, I'll, I'll go uh, Lucy Lou. Oh, yeah. Kill yeah, Bill? Yeah, Kill Bill, I, yeah. She's, I fell in love with her, man, dude. She was cool. Awesome. Heck yeah, dude. That's a good one. I didn't even think about her. I went pretty much for, like, obvious. Or obvious. Um, all right, my number three. I'm going to go with Cindy Crawford. Oh, I didn't even. She's she's still pretty hot. That mole. Something about that mole. Like, still, you know, it's like, damn. And then I still think about her Pepsi commercials. Man. How many many times do you think she has to pluck that fucking mole, man? (laughs) (laughs) You think she's got hair growing through that mole? Oh, man. (laughs) She's got it crazy, dog. She let it go. She has some braids off of it or something. (laughs) That's hilarious, dude. That's funny. Yeah, but she's still banging, bro. She's still good looking. All right, let me see. Who's your number two? So I, I think I went maybe uh, a little bit more middle of the road here. Uh, I went Halle Berry. She's classic. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything that she's uh, everything she's done, she she kind of looks the same today. Yeah, you know, she so does. For sure, uh, she, she's definitely always up there. I still can't, I still can't get over the Monsters Ball <laughs> scene, bro. <laughs> That's it's something else, bro. She's just man. <laughs> she was going nuts. Billy Bob was getting it. You think they did it? You think it was real? I don't know, man. I hope Billy, not. Billy Bob was was uh, <laughs> uh he was a fool back in the day, man. So who he knows? Was. Yeah, maybe maybe he slipped it in on accident. On accident on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two. I am gonna go with I'm gonna go with J Lo. Oh, okay. And it, and it, I guess it just renewed after the halftime show. I watched her. I was just like, that's incredible. Like you're 50 years old. Right. Right. You look like you're 30. You're still doing your thing. Still starring in your own uh, films and, and coming out and just rocking it, dancing like the way she does, dude. Like she's, you know, 50 years old now is like, especially if you take care of yourself, like it's, it's. It's not a, like a, you're not old. You know what I mean? She made it seem like it's fucking easy. You know what I mean? 50 years, 50 years old isn't what it, what it used to be or, or, you know, what we thought it was. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, dude. But yeah, she killed it, bro. And, and that's why I put her at number two. Let's see. What you got for your number one, Johnny? Man, I have to, I have to go with the Raza. Mm. Some height. Yeah, that was my number one too, brother. I agree with that. 
Yeah, yeah she, she, I mean, she's she's class. I mean, she's she's uh still still in the game, mm-hmm. still doing her thing. Man, she's uh she'll she'll never she'll never get old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's and she's de- she does a lot for uh, women. She does a lot for obviously for for the Mexicans. Um, you know, being a voice and, right, and right. obviously starring in films, having having big roles. You know right. what I mean in films and not just cheap little films, but um, you know, and and she's doing her thing, and and that dude, that's like that gives pride, you know, to to us as Mexicans, you know, yeah. Latinos or, or Chicanos, and seeing somebody killing it and doing stuff like that, like it's 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 a big thing, and and like we talked about earlier, the the whole rhetoric behind calling people, you know, aliens and stuff like that, it's not a good good. Uh, how can I say it's not a good. Uh, not a good mindset. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not a good mindset. It's not a good view of of like what our people really are, like yeah. what we could be, and not just us, but like everybody. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like different different people. Like we can do things that you know, if you want to call it white America, white America can do. You know what I mean? Like we can be just as successful. We can be just as driven. We can be, you know, beautiful people and. I think that gets lost in a lot of this, you know, hoopla that's going on with the border stuff and, and you know, the, all the, the election, all the pettiness, dude. Yeah. And, you know, Selma's not only beautiful, not only gorgeous, but she is Hispanic. She is Mexican. She's doing, you know, great things for, for the people, you know, not just Mexicans, but for other people, for yeah. women, you yeah. know. So, yeah, dude, it, and I, I agree with you. She's she's my number one. Um it, I was trying to put together another another list for you. I had Jane Lynch. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. And Cloris Leachman. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick. Fuck one, marry one, oh, murder one. Oh my god. Oprah, Ellen, or Lizzo. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Might be able to knock out Lizzo. She might be killing right? me too. Right? <laughs> that reminds me of a wrestling match one time oh, in shit. high school. <laughs> Heavyweights. <laughs> That's crazy. Right on, man. Hey, dude. Well, thank you for coming on, brother. Man, it's a it's um, been a it's been a, an honor. I've been appreciating what you guys are doing. Uh, I tried to mention Alien as many as times as I could for <laughs> for Paul, and uh, I'm proud of you guys. And I see Big Merlo's doing some good things here. Yeah, so yeah, for absolutely sure, for sure. love it and appreciate you guys. Yeah, man, thanks for listening. Thanks for following us. Uh, again, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, um, all the main outlets. We're out. We're out on so. Again, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for uh, uh, staying true. And and if you guys have any topics that you guys want us to talk about throughout the week, um, stuff, to, funny stuff, serious things, um, you know, let us know. You know, send us some messages. Uh, most of you guys have my number. You know, a lot of you guys that that listen to us, or you know, Paul's number. Um, you know, hit us up. Say, you know, if you have any plant my seed ideas, you know, or or topics in general, let us know. You know, and and we'll talk about it and get you guys out there. Um, Trying to see if if uh, we have any other announcements. Um, second phase brewery is, is second weekend, so uh, if you guys haven't stopped by, go ahead and check them out. They have uh, a lot of I think they have like twenty taps 
or something like that, uh, different beers. Uh, my favorite is still the SO Fancy. So if you guys, if 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 you like uh, craft beers, IPAs, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, go try them out. They're right here, right around the corner on 19th and uh, forgot what road that or what street that is, but yeah, good good little spot there for them. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and you know it's it's downtown vibe and, and yeah. real chill vibe there. So uh, yeah, go check them out. Second Phase Brewery. Um, so yeah, episode 34, we're done, brother. Man, appreciate awesome. it. I think I'm gonna keep it alive with with the Ice Cube. Uh, Ice Cube. Friday. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We out. Love you. You know it ain't no stopping all the dogs I'm dropping. It's Friday night, so everything is